I'm Joe Normal, and you're watching Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen and Scott Guitarmasis Angle. Have a rockin' day. Well, good evening, everyone, or maybe good afternoon. Uh, first of all, we want to thank our sponsor, Mischief Studios over in Pennington, New Jersey. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, go there for purchases, recordings, lessons, anything you can need. They're wonderful and uh, a great resource for the musical community, not only in Central Jersey, but in New York and the Philadelphia area. Now, I'm really happy to announce that we're trying something different now. Uh, I remember uh, with sadness uh, a little over three years ago when the pandemic started, Scott and I wanted to keep our show alive, and we came up with the idea of what we originally calling the uh, Fireside Chats, and uh, we did something different. We started doing remote shows, which really increased our reach for Guitar Tales, and next week we're recording with our first artist, not only from the UK, that'll be our second artist, there we go, our second artist from the UK, uh, but our first artist who will be actually talking to us from the other side of the pond, as they say. And now Scott and I were talking about what to do in between guests because there's there's so many great things to chat about. Scott has so many wonderful insights. And every time we talk, I say to Scott, this could be a show. So we came up with the idea of the intermezzo, the uh, course between courses, the show between shows, where Scott and I could talk about different things and uh, get your thoughts about them, and then we'll see how it works. Uh, but this is our first ever intermezzo show, and Scott, I'll let you hop on, and we'll talk a little bit about tonight's topic. Here there I am. <laughs> Here I am, talking about the cheap guitars. That's today's uh, today's topic, David. Uh, you know, guitars. I love this topic. And it's, and it's Scott's idea, and I loved it. Uh, we've covered it a thousand times on the show over the years. And, and there are people who have opinions on both sides of things. Uh, in honor of this show, if you look behind me, you'll see our friend Lou Reed. And um, right next to Lou Reed, to Lou Reed's left, I had to think about that, is a wonderful Ivy guitar I actually got from the Guitarmacy. Tell us about that guitar, Scott. <laughs> There's a softball. Uh yeah, uh, my website, guitarmacist.com, is a Amazon affiliate, and that means that I basically take items from Amazon, put them on the website that I personally pick out, and then you, you, you can look at it at my website. takes you to Amazon to make that purchase, and they ship it to you. So um, I'm making these personal recommendations. And the and IV, it's also actually, actually IYV, but everybody calls them IV because I don't know. Right, 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 right. Uh, either way, it comes up. But they make a really great Les Paul copy. I mean, people were gushing about it online. I'm like, all right, well, let me uh, let me give it a shot. So David ordered one, and another friend of mine, as a matter of fact, friend of the show, Rosario, uh, ordered one, and they loved it. I mean, it's got this transparent green top on it. There it is, IYV. 
but you can see why people call it ivy here in america yeah. by I, I didn't know until just now it's funny yeah look at the back yeah so that guitar i think at the time cost what dave under 200 bucks no it was 179 not even close to 200 179 <laughs> bucks i mean that, that's that the action look at the action of this thing let me see if i can get it there that it's astonishing it's got binding on the body on binding on the neck um and the pickups don't sound cheap and the hardware doesn't look or feel no. cheap either like the knobs are solid you know and the tone control and the volume are solid now you know there is a lot of brand snobbery yeah in the, in the musical community um every time i play a gig somebody will come up and be like what kind of guitar is that what kind of pedals do you have what kind of amp are you using you know and if it's anything but fender or marshall they go eh, i don't know it sounds a little funny to me and then we were just watching and we'll probably drop it in uh in post-production of this great show which is something i do for the show post-production i mean the post where do you do it what I'm studios noise network studios yes sir there we go oh yeah we have we have we have a merch qr code i should put that up there yeah uh uh anyway so yeah i have to control all these things and talk this is going to be great <laughs> <laughs> there we go um so yeah the, the, we, we saw a video of, of of a guy who put i guess five stratocasters on top of each other and you started at the top with about 300 bucks and went all the way down to sixty thousand dollars they're all red they're all fender uh but he started with squire and then he did like maybe a, a foreign squire and then he did like a uh a fender made overseas and he did an american fender and he went right down the line so it was sixty thousand dollars the same guitars ranging from 400 to sixty thousand dollars time um i mean that's just what's the most you ever paid for a guitar 1300 for brian moore i bought in new york and, and no it's a long story <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, i'd rather not say but it's a very long story but uh, no i don't have it anymore okay. um <laughs> i uh the most i ever spent on a guitar was a custom ibanez uh uh what they call it the top of the line Ibanez, I forget, Prestige. I okay. And uh, he tricked it all out with a bullet Moffat amp. And he could turn on and off. That gives you a little extra power. And he changed out the pickups and he did this beautiful work. Uh, a fellow named um, Sal Tyne uh, works for a place called Guitar Fix in Long Island. And I bought off eBay and we, we actually hit it off after I bought the guitar. This is my divorce present. And right, right, I, right. I really, you know, and it, it has it has name his name on it, Sal Tyne, up on the headstock. And so I call the guitar Saltine. Because I love it. That's a great <laughs> name, Saltine. So I call it the Saltine. 
And uh, I never take it out and play because that's one of the things about having an expensive guitar is you're worried about the neck breaking. You're worried about a drunk person knocking it over. Right, you're worried right. about it being stolen out of your car or stolen off the stage while you're packing up or whatever. So if I lose a $300 guitar, I don't give a shit. Right, right. Can we say shit? We can. We've, okay. we've gotten permission. We're, we're, we yeah. don't care about cable, even though we're theoretically on cable. PBS didn't pick up our, our fireside chat shows, so yeah. we're allowed to curse. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, I, I'm, I'm a bootlegger, a guitar artist, and even those guitars, comparatively speaking, for the quality, are much, much cheaper than you'd pay uh, if you bought its American similar, similar counterpart. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Which, which, which model is that bootlegger? That's this the, is uh, the um, Hound Dogger, I think. The Hound Dogger? No, Hound no, Dogger? it's not. It's not the Hound Dogger. I have the Hound Dogger upstairs. I hate to admit it, but I forget which model this is. It'll come to me. But they're they're always creating new models. They got yeah. models. They got bases. They got all kinds of stuff. They all come with hard shell cases, and I don't mean like a flimsy hard shell case. No, they're gorgeous. Like, those cases. They're like yeah. legitimate plush line. You know, well protected, heavy duty case. Yeah, and <laughs> I if was you yeah, look at this. Blown away by the case, almost as much as I was by the guitar. I mean, look at the, the machine heads are gorgeous. Right. Um, both sides and then you got the p90 yeah and then you got the lipstick <clears throat> as the bridge pickup right all right. the hardware is just beautifully made you got that little cutaway there yep. and what what i love about this is that when we're talking about these guitars i don't know about you but i i, I sort of have more nostalgia um for my cheaper different guitars if i spent a boatload of money on an expensive guitar if i you know decided i want a real les paul or a real strat yeah you know so what that just means you spent a lot of money mm -hmm. um i remember my first ever guitar my first ever electric uh was a four pickup tisco probably like a 1969 or 70 that i got at bernadine music in Mattawan, new jersey it was a 12 string hollow body or semi hollow body 25 right. bucks 25 bucks 25 bucks <laughs> i think we've talked about this guitar before it's like super like collectible and expensive now right yeah and of course i traded it in for 40 dollars or something but that guitar in my sort of guitar memories holds a higher place than many of my other guitars that were so-called nicer right. and it was it was an interesting guitar which i like i mean i've got some interesting guitars but again when i purchased them i mean they're worth a lot more money now but when, at the time when i bought them uh you know i got them for well under a thousand bucks i mean right maybe no more than four or five hundred dollars tops and uh i'm talking about early kramers which are kind of being sought after now all of a sudden right there's a, there's a new resurgence and we know our friend henry Vaccaro is starting up the Vaccaro guitar company again he's bringing jobs back to neptune here in neptune new jersey he is um, and they're going to open the factory and they're going to start cranking out some really cool stuff um but you know years ago when i was doing guitar shows and trying to sell kramer guitars nobody wanted them <laughs> you know you want a pacer eh. you wanted this you wanted that you want to you want a night swan manage night swans go for a few grand now maybe maybe fifteen wow. sixteen hundred dollars um i have a workable uh kramer model called the sustainer which has 
uh, electronics in it by Floyd Rose. Right. That, that excites the strings and, and, and keeps them uh, playing eternally until you take your finger off the fretboard. Wow. Uh, How's the sustain cool. in that guitar? <laughs> Sorry. It's like a it dad goes, joke. It goes, it goes on forever. And there'll be a lot of those yeah. dad jokes here at the... Uh, yeah. At the intermezzo. <laughs> the intermezzo, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, have a, I have a 79 Stratocaster, and even that was made overseas. Right. That's after CBS, I guess, right? So right, post-CBS, yep. Yeah. It, it, it's it's so, the serial number's so close, even experts can't figure out if it was made in the United States or made in Japan. Right, right. It says made in USA in the headstock, though. That's probably true, then. But early yeah. on, you know, when they were... Transitioning. Over. Transitioning, I don't know where it was made exactly. <clears throat> it sounds great. It, it, it could it, it could be a boat anchor. It's an extremely heavy guitar. Right. <laughs> Way heavier than any Stratocaster that I've ever played. I don't know what, what, what it's made out of, but it's very, very heavy. Well, that, well, that's the other thing that you bring up that I think is so interesting is that, you know, you could get, you know, a, a thousand seventy nine Strats and they're all going to each be a little bit different. Yeah. You know, you know, even if they came out of the same factory, like I mean, like the exact same model, same price point. Yeah. They will they'll be variants. So, you know, you might get lucky and spend 200 bucks, 250 bucks on a guitar. And if you get one from the lot where it just it's crafted just right, you'll you might have a better guitar than the same company when they make a fifteen hundred dollar version of that. Absolutely. Another friend of the show, James McGill, right. will be, his show will be streaming live on Thursdays, uh, probably in a couple of Thursdays from now. Um, and he had a, uh, a Japanese-made Stratocaster called the Wayne's World Strat. So they, okay. made, a, they made a Stratocaster for the movie. Um, it's really cool. It's got the little Wayne's World nameplate on the neck, on the, on the neck plate. Um, but it's just a, it's a white Stratocaster. They take the pickups and they made them a little discolored to give it a little bit of age. Right, uh, right. Uh, but it's just, it says Squire on the headstock. Interesting. And and yeah. um, and, it, and it was just sort of a promotion for the film. And he bought it as you know because he loves Wayne's World and who doesn't? Who doesn't? We're right. basically doing the Wayne's World show right now. Yeah. <laughs> Extreme yeah. close up. <laughs> um, he uh, he said it's like one of the strattiest strats that he owns. Wow. You know? So I go. I have one too. Same year, same model, same color. And it's fantastic. Now, at the time I bought that guitar, I bought two Wayne's World strats. The really? Serial the serial numbers were only one digit apart. Wow. And one sounded like crap. <laughs> and one yeah. sounded amazing. Um, so I sold the crappy one and I kept the amazing one. I still have it. Wow. And, and James McGill evidently got an amazing one as well. Well, you know, I think now is a decent time to bring back. Uh, who, who did was it? Tone King. We did the pickup show with. No, no. Well, was... Tone King had a lot to say about uh, pickups, uh, pickups and stuff. But it was Dylan talks tone. That's right, Dylan talks tone. Right, and you know, we came up with the uh, it's pasta, right? You know, right. pasta is flour, water, and maybe an egg, and that's it. Yeah, and. So with these guitars, you know, you're comparing one digit apart. You've yeah. got you've got wood metal plastic, wood metal yeah. plastic, wood metal plastic, and they're all being made on the same lathe and you know the same 
a pickup, you know, in that case, I'm sure it's in a fully 100% automated pickup winder, you know, to wrap the, the coils around. And yet these subtle, slight differences, maybe one guitar had someone working in the factory who's either having a good or a lucky day, and the other maybe had someone who's having a bad day, you know, and suddenly the slightest difference in your action isn't as good, the slightest yeah. difference in the pickups are wound a little differently, the nut is maybe cut a little off or, or perfectly, you know, there's a certain magic to it that can happen just as readily in a cheap guitar as it can right. in a good guitar. Um, earlier this year, I bought a double neck from China. Wow. <laughs> it, it, it looks like a Stratocaster with two necks on it. One neck is 12 string. One neck is, is a standard Stratocaster. Right. And it was horrendous. <laughs> uh, is it that playable or no? <laughs> it was it was unplayable out of the box, you know. Aside from the strings and the action being terrible, when right. you hit the when you hit the twelve string side, the strings were popping out of the nut. Wow! Like just these strumming, they went ping ping pong, you know. Wait, and how like, did they go? Ping ping pong. Okay, just making sure. All right. Yeah, that's not a Chinese joke. Um, <laughs> so it was a really really poorly made uh, Chinese guitar. However, because it looked cool, I put a few hundred bucks into it. Not even a hundred, a couple hundred bucks. I put a new nut on it. I put a. I locked down the top. Uh, I didn't change any pickups. I could have, but I set the action. I shimmed the neck. I did. Oh, I did, did you really? Stuff. I cleaned all the frets up. I did all that stuff, and now it's playable. Still not great. Could use a little intonation work. I may take it over to Charles Larita, right, to have him have a look at it. But I, I just wanted it as stage candy, you know, eye candy. They, you bring yeah. it on, you know, like I have a, a cheap, uh, under $100, under $200 acrylic Stratocaster that lights up and stuff. I it's love that switch. one. I've seen the it. The whole thing lights up. Yeah. And that gets the phones out of the pockets and pointed at the stage. It's like right. automatic promotion. Um, the same thing with the double neck. When I bring out the double neck, people are going to want to take pictures. Right, right. Uh, it doesn't. It's not necessarily going to play great. It's not going to sound super great. It'll be playable and passable, but most people, at the end of the day, don't give a shit that your guitar costs sixty thousand or a hundred no. bucks. No, you know they're just there to have a good time. You, the, the, yeah, your job. <laughs> you, we... you know who you know who cares about gear? Guitar the, players. The guys. The guys in the front standing like this, looking at me. Yeah, yeah. Like this, no emotion, staring at my equipment. Yeah. And, and your guitars. I, and when I met Steve Vai, he told me the same thing. You got legions of guys in the front row staring at his equipment. No yep. girls. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I got into rock and roll for the girls, he said, and there's only nerds in the guitar nerds in the front. No, I know. That's exactly what it is. My guitar and my stuff and how I'm playing things. So very true. Very true. Yeah. Now, nobody's staring at me about my playing, but they, they do like to stare at my equipment. That came out wrong. Yeah, I know. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I was waiting for that semi intentional <laughs> double entendre. Uh, we have a uh, we have a short video from a, a past guest of ours, Erin Deathridge. Would we would we like to play that now? It is on point, my friend. She yes, she has a uh, she has a solution to when you buy a Squire guitar and people are giving you the brand snobbery. And here's what she said. Yeah, nice. it can be a little brand snobby. So right. what I did is I <laughs> took some uh, some sandpaper and scratched off Squire, and then I bought on eBay one of the Fender like custom shop. Um, emblems and and put that on there and of course from far away you'll never know and oh, uh, that's funny that's very funny 
because I'm like, I, you know, I, and I, I, I do it sometimes too. And I, I try really hard not to be like a gear snob, but I'm like, look, I, I need people to take me seriously. Not that there's anything wrong with Squires. Um, some no, of I like, get it. That guitar, I have, I still love it, but, um, but yeah. So that it does have a, it has a bad connotation. I don't know why. I don't you know. It, it, I think it's Fender saying to the world, "Here's a cheap version of our guitar." And it might not be true, but it, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. There's almost like a stigma if exactly. you have the Squire name. I you love know, it. So I think when 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 Squires first came out, when they were being made in Japan, my recollection, and we could check this, is that was a premium brand, not their cheapest model. Oh, I don't um, remember that. Okay. Yeah, they they they. They had a couple of guitars that were sort of a little tricked out and they were kind of expensive and they called them squires now over the years the squire became their entry level right guitar especially when they stopped making them in japan and started making them in mexico and indonesia and places like that um but uh yeah i mean you could still you could pick up a squire for like 199 bucks and let's it's be crazy. honest if your kid is starting to play guitar yeah they need a sort of kind of a quality instrument so they won't be discouraged uh, the setup is very important. If, no matter what you buy, uh, take it to a professional luthier and have them set it up the best it can be, because uh, that goes a long way. Because you, you'll, if you can't play that thing, if you could slice cheese on the strings, <laughs> yeah, you know, and the action sucks, and you're cutting your hands on the frets and so forth, uh, just have it cleaned up. Have it, you know, it's not expensive. Maybe another hundred bucks, maybe at tops to to make it playable and nice. But Scott will do it free. Just send it to Scott. I'll do it free. <laughs> Yeah, send it to me or take it to Charles Lorena. Yeah, that's right. So I got, so I thought I, I give you license to be open for the what I'm about to talk about. There is a certain irony to the clip that you just played. And I'll give you a hint and I give you free license to tell the truth. I am wearing Air, AirPods in the interview, and yet there is a prominently on camera, clearly displayed Shore microphone. And yet my voice sounds like crap. Why is that? Oh, oh, you're talking about the clip we just showed. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't have the mic plugged in. You were it was sort of a prop. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realize when she when Aaron and I are having that conversation. This is in the nascent days of the uh, remote guitar tales when I was trying to figure out the technology from my office desk, literally just you know working behind in my office. Yeah. Um, I had my AirPods in, and I had your really nice Shore mic. I think it was yours. And yeah, I think the issue was it was an XLR connector, and you couldn't figure out how to get it into the computer or something. No. So we just I, I made sure that the little Shore sign is on display. <laughs> so as Aaron is talking about replacing a Squire uh, label with with a Strat label, I'm literally deceiving <laughs> however many people were watching the show. As though yeah. I were talking through a shore when, in fact, I was talking through AirPods. So there you go. So with the magic of the internet here, we figured out, and 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 our friends here at uh, Noise Network Studios, we figured out how to put up QR codes to bring you to uh, the website uh, where all the budget guitars are that I personally selected. There's probably a few hundred in there at this point. It keeps growing. Not everything is in stock at Amazon, uh, but I try to keep up on that best i can because things come and go like that ivy behind you is not available anymore but they have a blue one out now oh that would be uh, beautiful so 
um, we're able to put uh, QR codes for a couple of guitars that I have on the website that you can just scan and go there. Here's one. Here's the Ivy. Uh, and, it, wow. and, the picture, and the picture's backwards, but really, who gives a damn? It's ocean blue, and it's gorgeous, and it's in stock, and it's $186.99 shipped free. Free it's, shipping. It's crazy. It, it You know, it, I bought that thing for myself as a housewarming gift when I moved into the place I'm living at now. And um, I, I, I was longing for that guitar for about a year. And when yeah. it came, it, I mean, I'm telling you, it has amazing action it sounds great it's playable right out of the box like yeah, you, didn't, right. you didn't take it to a luthier you don't know shit about setting up guitars no i no. I, pers I personally played it at your house yeah and i was like this is really really nice it is <laughs> and it's not even 200 bucks no. and, and that's so so when we talk about this you know let me add another piece to it um i'm a bit of a gearhead right now i have maybe five or six or seven or eight guitars not that many um, you probably have about 20 or 30. I'm coming around. I probably only got most 30 or 40 guitars. And but, a yeah. lot of them, most of them, with very few exceptions, are, unless they've appreciated in value over the years, when, when I purchased them, they were all under the four or $500 mark. Right. And, and that's the thing. So if you're someone who either can't or would rather not, you know, spend an insane amount of money buying more and more and more guitars because no one really needs more than a few, no. right? So for the for the joy of owning guitars, looking at them, you get bored playing one guitar, so you'd like to pick up another. You know, getting these inexpensive guitars allows us to feed the beast, so to speak, right. and, and allows us to enjoy that hobby. You know, unless you're fabulously wealthy, you know, feeding that hobby with a $3,000 guitar, even if you could pull it off, there's a little bit of guilt associated with that. Yeah. You know, if they're, you know, if it's a family budget, if you're not living alone and there's other people in your home and in your life financially and otherwise, there's a little bit of, I don't know, maybe irresponsible self-indulgence. Absolutely. You know, if you're dropping $5,000 on a guitar you don't need but want, well, is that less money for the family vacation? Is that less money for your future? You know, if someday you'd like to retire, or, or well, just if you're just buying good instruments for the kids. I mean, yeah, how, how much you really want to spend if Junior's gonna like not really, right? You know, is he gonna have that aha moment and start playing "Smoke on the Water" with one finger, or twenty five right. or six to four with one finger, or is he gonna just you know, eh, I don't know how to tune this. I broke a string. There's crap, and you know, right corner and hang my shirt on it. Um, or sell it at a garage sale for 10 bucks. Uh, no, it's true. And, and, and um, conversely for those kids, you know, they'll have an appreciation and you don't want to spoil them too, too quickly. You want it. Like you said, you want a playable guitar, you know, and I even bought um, as many guitars. I mean, I used to just buy used all the time. And that's another thing we could talk about. You know, there's right. great used guitars out sure. there. Um, sure. If a, if, a, if a guitar that's inexpensive from the get go is being sold used, yeah, you're gonna save another forty, fifty, even a hundred dollars, depending on you know if the neck became a banana over the years because they kept it in the garage. What happened? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought he had a poop. No, no. Um, this is my this is a court guitar, which I only learned after I bought it. Is a Korean company that is the maker of many well-known guitars. Very true. 
And you knew that. I didn't know it. It's got two humbuckers. It's built beautifully. It's got, it's heavy. There's the cord insignia. It's yeah. got great tuning heads, right? I got is this. That, is that a neck throw job? A what? Is it neck throw or is it bolted on the neck? It's right through. Look at that. Yeah. I, I think I just, we were spinning and I thought I saw no neck plate on it. Yeah. yeah so it, that, that, that's a quality instrument. Yeah. And Facebook Marketplace with an amp. Uh, what did I get? I think I have a Laney here. I might have gotten a Laney with it. This with an amp, 140 bucks. Come you on. know, I forgot. I forgot it was hanging in here. And it's heavy. It's built well. I don't use it, but there's even a. This is a whammy right here. You know, yeah. the, so you know that that's the other thing is that I love this purchase. Like it was a cool purchase. You know, right. and um, it, I, I've I've gotten. Uh, kind of lucky at flea markets once in a blue moon I, I might find something but most of the cheap guitars i buy are i buy online i, I get yeah. them from Am i get them from amazon most of them yeah i'm really literally putting my money where my recommendations are yeah uh, i have it here's a squire sonic telecaster 199.99 wow it comes in a bunch of different colors um i have one and it sounds like a tally <laughs> i mean yeah, that's the thing it, yeah. it is what it is, and it sounds great. Well, it looks great. Well, uh, you know, I drive. If it's yeah. stolen, I could care less. If it, you know, it breaks my heart sometimes. I see on the internet a guy's got a Les Paul that costs him like maybe four or five grand, and the neck is broke. Yeah. I uh, just yeah. like, oh man, that'll never ever, you know, get the value back once. The, no. You can fix the neck, okay, and it'll be playable again. But really, no, it's not the. It's not. It's not the same. Destroyed. A collectible yeah and and most of these accidents happen in the home and at the gig yeah mostly, i mean mostly at the gig yeah i draw that it knocks over the guitar and then you know i i <laughs> i have a guitar an ltd stratocaster that's pre-relic and there's a video of me somewhere maybe i could put it up where i'm taking the guitar at the end of the smoking jacket song and i'm slamming it on the stage pieces are flying off of it People are going ape shit. Wow. <laughs> and then I got home. I go, why did I? Why did I do that? Because I knew, in the back of my head, it was a two hundred dollar guitar. So, yeah. it's worst case scenario, what I got paid for the gig and what the guitar cost me to put on a show is a wash. Well, it's and, it's a it's a dinner. Great videos. It's a dinner for two people. It's a nice dinner for two people. So uh, you know, and it's already relic. So if a chip yeah. comes out of it or whatever, it's fine. I didn't want the neck to break. Yeah, I, I was slamming the body onto the stage. Yeah. And, you know, like, uh, you know, when you think of cars, right, um, I, I have an Expedition. It's just as nice as the Lincoln um, Navigator. It's the same car, yeah. but the Navigator is a lot more money because it's got a few bells and whistles. Mine doesn't, but it's the same car. So you compare the Squire to the Strat, right, or, or yeah. you know, a million other examples. They're just as good. Or, or better yet. The, the Epiphone to the Gibson, right? It's the same company. Yeah, classic. Here, yeah. Here's, a, here's a thing. Think yeah. like a businessman for a minute, okay? Yeah. You own a guitar company. Now, you're making entry-level guitars, and you're making really super expensive guitars. At some point, there has to be a common denominator of parts in both guitars. Yeah. Because you're not going to make, uh, I don't know, you're not going to get your wiring from one place and put wiring different wiring in another guitar maybe you do maybe you don't 
maybe the knobs, but there's going to be something that's the same. Maybe it's the wood. Maybe it's the lacquer. Maybe it's the paint. Maybe it's the neck. Maybe it's the tuners. We, I, I've seen this with Squires and, and Fenders and Epiphones and, and uh, Gibsons. They use similar parts. Right. I mean, the same parts of both guitars because it doesn't make sense for them to manufacture special parts for the cheap one and special parts for the expensive one when they can use them in both both the uh, operations it just makes sense no I, I i remember in the early days we talked about kramer as you know we had uh, the great henry vaccaro on our show yes. you know we, we support everything he does great. we love the man great um before he and i met before you and he met um i had if you remember i had a kramer aluminum neck guitar remember well and i had the 250 model um and it, i why well, i remember this i don't know but that was his entry level guitar for that style with the aluminum split neck. And, and, he, and I remember the 350 model was the exact same guitar, but it looked different. The, the body looked a little prettier. Yeah. I had mine was a blonde with, you know, real basic. And the 350, which was a lot more money at the time, and this is in the 70s, um, I remember it was a darker finish, and then there was two pieces of wood down the middle that were blonde that were um, worked in there, but it and, and it had really nice inlay. So it was a much prettier guitar, but in terms of what it did, what it sounded like, how it played, it was the same guitar. And, and Henry was and is a great businessman. And he understood that if he wanted to charge a couple more bucks for the 350, he'd have to pretty it up. Right. But, but my guitar had that famous Kramer feel it had, as Henry talked about on our show, its downfall, which was the neck was 8,000 pounds. Yeah, um, you know, it was a graphite and, you know, graphite in the front and aluminum in the middle. And it was just, a, it was heavy. But my entry level Kramer, I suspect, and I, if, you know, we could ask Henry, I'm sure he would agree, was just as good in terms of sound and playability. It just wasn't quite as pretty as the 350 model. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I it, it, a lot when you say a guitar is foreign made, and and listen, I'm all American. I'm born in America. <laughs> I grew up in America. Yeah, I, I, I'm very patriotic. I love this country, but you know, there's something to be said about the craftsmanship of some of the, some of the overseas factories. Yeah, they're just as good, if not better, in some cases. Yeah, yeah. I know when I was selling traveler guitars in, in the early days, they were being made by Fender in California. Yeah. Uh, and the first model. And then at some point, um, Fender decided they wanted to make it in China. And uh, the owner of the company was really strictly against it. No, I want this to be American made. I want to stay made in the USA on it and everything. And they will let, let me make you a prototype from okay. the factory and you could check out the quality and see if you like it. Well, <laughs> not only was it half the price to manufacture, that's right. another level yeah. of argument. But the build quality was better. It was just better. Yeah. It was the, the frets were dressed nicer. The neck was beautifully sanded down. Uh, the electronics were, were great. Um, and and all they did was work off the specs of the original. Yeah. That's and, a... and, and, it, and it was great. So the profit margin went up 50%. <laughs> yeah, right. So they did okay. So you they know... started making over there. Now, now bootleggers are made in, in Korea, right? Yes. 
but this, it's interesting. But the, again, the build quality is is fantastic. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, I don't and care where it's made. As long as the luthier or the factory knows what the hell they're doing, yep. um, you, you, you should be okay. Yeah. And, and you know, it's designed uh, by our dear friend Chuck Wilson. So he's coming on, up. On a napkin. On a napkin. That's right. I forgot about that. And, and, Chuck, and Chuck draws the equivalent of a stick figure on a napkin. And then a, make, and a gorgeous and goes, guitar comes make out. This. <laughs> yep, and, and they and, make it. And, and here's here's the the uh, the Marvel um, superhero origin story. Uh, so the guitar that uh, famously, when we had um, Dave Gellis on, where the dog who's currently sitting at my feet ate two of the potentiometer uh, covers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got that guitar on Facebook Marketplace, and that was a used bootlegger. Right. It fell in love with it. You and I chatted and we thought, hey, let's reach out to the owner. And we just made a phone call. And, yeah. and, and the next thing you know, you're you're now an endorser. I, I a bootlegger. I've been with uh bootlegger for what, three years now? Yeah. And now and now they're starting to make pedals and all kinds of stuff. They make of course they make basses and guitars. They haven't delved into the acoustic stuff yet, but I think they're working on acoustic and I up electric guitar. I've got a gorgeous two, uh, bootlegger tube amp upstairs. And right. You I, I forgot. They're making amps now, and, they, and they're making a, a Dumble clone. And, it, it's uh, all kind of stuff. sort of in the tradition of a Fender Twin. Right. Sort of, sort of. Yeah. And it's you know I, I haven't even broken it in enough for those tubes to really warm up, but it's 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 a nice amp. So and it's so affordable. In a, in a brand-conscious society, especially with the musicians, are very brand-conscious. Um, the moral of the story is don't be afraid to buy something or try something, uh, especially if it looks and sounds great. Just just don't be afraid. Just no. I mean, you know, your investment is going to be quite lower than it is to yeah. buy say, a Marshall. Uh, I went with DV amps for a while. Uh, now I'm using an orange amp, uh, which I love. Uh, you know, I don't care about... I was using a Bulgara amp, and they got a bad rap that they didn't work, and they break down. I'm like, that thing... Is amazing, except it was just you know getting to be too big to lug around a half stack. Well, you're an old man now. Yeah, I, I kind of I wanted to lighten it up. Yeah. So um, I'm using a pedal baby by Orange. It's it's about the size of a large lunchbox. It sits around the top of a one by twelve, made by DV Mark, which is great. Right. Which is modeled after a uh, uh, probably a cream back or a green back. I forget what they model it after, but it's very it's kind of it's kind of marshally right um, type of speaker and i love it i love it it's uh it's not breaking my back and it's not breaking my wallet either yeah and it, it's funny we could have done this whole show on um inexpensive amps because th that's a whole nother thing right uh, you know because it, you know it's it's the same thing it's metal and plastic right and wood, yeah. you know um i remember i um I, I had a cool when i bought my 78 strat uh, it turns out that I bought it from a guy I had previously sold an amp to. I had bought, I don't know, $15, $20 used solid state amp that had a, a single 12 in it. Didn't sound great. And I remember this. I'm a little kid. I'm probably 17, 16. And I bought uh, either an Eminence or an Electrovoice 12 with a big heavy magnet on it. Plopped it in in the place of that. And I created for very little money an amazing amp that a gigging musician bought for me um, yeah. when I was ready to upgrade. 
Um, and all I did was I took a literal cheap, crappy amp, or, or theoretically crappy, put it, and I, I carefully selected a speaker that was a high efficiency speaker because it was not a high wattage amp. And he, he told me when I bought my, um, my Strat off of him, he said, my amp was all over New Jersey gigging. And that was yeah. a cheap amp with, at the time, and I guess by then maybe like 79, 80, 81. A professional musician is gigging with the amp that I had, <laughs> that I modified as a little kid. I just rolled over my uh, boy's tail. <laughs> yeah, he's okay now. He's mad at me. We'll have to say okay. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's his fault. He was he was under my chair. Poor Bob. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, even uh, um, when I said Johnny Compton, another friend of the show, bought a cheap uh, multi pedal thing. Right, right. I, I forget what brand it is. Um, I'm using one too. It's called Nux N U X. I think it's not. It's by you know it's made by the Three Stooges I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, again, small, compact, and sounds okay. You know, it doesn't sound. It sounds better than okay. Matter of fact, I yeah. had a big line six unit, um, and the band said once I got this thing, it was sort of my fly rig to do like Atlantic City dates and stuff. Right. Because you got to cart all your stuff to the casino in one trip. Right. So I decided to get this little. I was going to go with a Tech 21, but it was missing some things I really needed. I needed an overdrive, distortion, modulation, reverb, uh, delay, and a boost in one little, small little contained unit. And they had it, the Nux. How so much is it? It was like 300 bucks, I think, on Amazon. I think that might, be in bucks, my, that might be in my future. So I purchased that, and I bought a tiny little while volume pedal go with also overseas company probably donner maybe right. and that's what i use <laughs> i used it i had two gigs over the weekend and that's what i use and you said i was i was a, i was at both your gigs they sounded great nobody said oh that guitar sounds like crap or yeah whatever well you know and, and it's funny because you know the other thing we've talked on the show before you know about you know guitar players in general you, you know you put any guitar in eddie's hands you know, he, right. he, he's the patron saint of this show, I think, on some yeah. level. Yeah. And, and that guitar will sound like Eddie. It, yeah. It's, it's a very simple analysis. Uh, um, you Phil put the, said that. that was yeah, that's right. That video. He was talking about a video where he was just playing somebody's Strat. Yeah. And, and who knows what plugged into what. And he was just, and it sounds like Eddie. Yeah. And you put that guitar in my hands and it sounds in a bad like, way like Dave, you know, like Dave, <laughs> Chicka Chicka Cohen. Chicka Chicka Cohen. Um, so, you know, that, that's the other piece of the con. Thank you. And that's the other piece of the conversation um, is that at the end of the day, you know, with all these little theoretic and probably not fully real variances between different model guitars, they will sound like the player. As opposed to the guitar, True. True. so this is this is funny. You're not our pure editor, so you're sitting there cringing as my dog barks. <laughs> normally, <laughs> normally you could mute me, uh, but we don't have that luxury right now. Yeah, we do. I'll I'll take care of it later, or just leave it in. Who knows what we'll do? Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I I think what we probably should have had on the show, since we agree with each other, obviously on the cheap guitar issue, is somebody that says cheap guitars are a waste of money, and I'd rather have one great right. expensive guitar than five cheap guitars 
you know, and, and I suppose there is something to be said for that. Um, you know, like I, for some reason I have like a, an ES in my head, you know, if you had you know, like an ES, I don't know if you can, we've been talking about solid body electrics. Well, let me ask you this cause you'll know better than I, yeah. you know, it, forgetting Epiphone, which is still going to be pretty expensive if you get an Epiphone ES, you know, maybe not a thousand, but up there. Can you get a cheap, you know, ES styled guitar or, or is this conversation appropriately limited to solid bodies? No, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, if it's solid body, Stratocaster, travel guitar, bass, uh, baritone, whatever it, it, it you know, I I even bought a cheap ukulele. Really? Just to, just to mess around with. Um, and I and I had a I have a pretty inexpensive Ibanez acoustic electric, which I absolutely love. Really? So so in terms of I always felt like the technology required to make a semi-acoustic sound good is a, is a bigger ask than a solid body. That is that is a, a concern. Yeah. Um, you, you're probably better. You're probably going to have better luck by buying a solid body cheap guitar versus something that's uh, trickier to make, like an acoustic guitar. That's what I'm thinking because I think although, the, although yeah. there's some really great inexpensive acoustic guitars out there, you know, you don't have to you don't have to buy a Martin. Right. Like a 15 year old kid who's learned how to play smoke on the water with one finger. No. And honestly, if you're learning how to play guitar, and other guests have said this as well. You should go with an electric guitar over an acoustic guitar. I fully agree with that because way easier to play, a lot more fun, and a lot more toys. Yeah, they're less they're less likely to give up on it. Yeah, you don't get bored as well. I mean, been... you play two notes on a electric guitar with the proper distortion, and that kid will be like, "Whoa!" Yeah, and I've been counseling. What did I just play? Yeah. I've been counseling parents for oh my god, forty plus years. Um, Put your kid on an electric if you want them to go to lesson number two. Yeah, of their own free will. I think Charles Larita had said something about that one of his world famous TikToks. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that one, but but it, it it's true. Follow, follow Charles Larita on uh, the Mischief or Mischief Studios on TikTok. He's got a lot of great. First of all, his store is filled with a lot of entry level uh, guitars that he personally worked on and took stuff nice. Um, some of them come in used. Some of them were left by the door. Like, really? Like, like an orphan. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> and and people called him out. Like, That's bullshit. Nobody left the guitar outside your studio. I'm like, he's like, I'm telling you, it happens all the time. People just leave shit there. Wow. Figuring like, maybe this can go to a good home. <laughs> you know, and they just leave it in front of this shop. And then he take, he brings it wow. in, fixes it up and gives it to a student for free. Most of the time, if not a small nominal fee, uh, just to cover his expensive fixing it up, whatever it is he had to do to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 there, there's some really, really great uh, entry level cheap guitars out there. There are I, right, right now. Yeah, I mean, th you think about it. Um, for those who are in a position to get like a nice meal out, I mean, even you go to Red Lobster. Three people is a couple hundred dollars for dinner. Easily. And, and that's a nice guitar. I spent a crap ton of money at the grocery store today. Yeah. <laughs> I bought 
the equivalent of a cheap guitar at the uh, Wegmans. Right. Now, what you could have done instead, and you would have a new guitar right now, you and Aaron could have gone to Costco yeah. and just had the dollar fifty hot dogs. Right. Or ramen noodles or something. Yeah. Right. Ramen noodles and an egg, and then you would own and some new egg, guitars. And, and that's it. Yeah. I, I, I measure everything by the price of guitars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Imagine how many guitars I could buy with that, you know, $250,000. That's right. That I spent on my house or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, we're coming up on 47 minutes already. We are. See, we, you and I even fall victim to it. That's yep. right. You know, it flies. And, and one of the things, you know, not that there is any real formality um, to our regular shows, but you know, there's something a little different when we're meeting a new friend of the show. You know, they come on as strangers, they leave as friends, which is true for every guest we've had, unless we already knew them. Um, but here's just you and I, you know, kind of chit chatting about the things that we've covered in a light way in the show, but now we, we got yeah. to spend 45 I mean, plus I, minutes. I in really, this. really, truly believe yeah. that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a quality instrument. No, you don't. And if you're listening right now, we want you all to commit to buy an extra guitar. Right no. No. Well, it, oddly, it's it's Squares 40th anniversary. Strat just came out. This is this is a picture of it here, and and, and it's linked to buy one. Um, I think it comes in a bunch of different colors. That is truly unique. Now that's pretty cool. People will say, "Well, it says Squire in the headstock. They're not going to see it from the stage." And you don't have to apologize for it either. You know, who cares? I, I'm probably sure it sounds okay. Um, and if it, listen, if it doesn't sound okay and you like the way it looks and the way it plays, then what do you do? You change out the electronics. Yeah, that's true too. Right. You just, you just go in there and then change out the, the this one's got a humbucker in it uh, with a mirrored pick art. I think that's cool. That's rock and yeah. roll. Yeah. I mean, look at that thing. I mean, I mean what Brian May paid what like $150 for the guitar he built? Like the, Yeah, that's the, a, that's another thing that people yeah. are doing now to to uh, circumvent the price of expensive guitars is they just build their own. Yeah. It, but I, I listened to the Brian May, he had a he had a, a really wonderful interview. I forgot who took was it, it might have been Dan Rather, it might have been someone else, you know, on Axios. Um, but what he paid, it was nothing for the guitar that he still uses. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, there, there are ways to get around it. But yeah, if you want to go the do-it-yourself route, there's tons of kits out there. Um, I've got them on guitarmasters.com because because Amazon sells them. So I try to pick out the best kits, the ones that get the best reviews, and I put them on my site. Um, well, and it, people, they buy the hell out of those. They love them. Well, you know what it is. You're curating what's what's in what's in your store. Right. Because you know, if so, if the uninitiated person just hops on Amazon, you know, it, it's it, they're not it, going to know daunting. where to look or what the yeah. best. I mean, you can look at the reviews and stuff, but yeah, know, I I I delve into all the reviews and what people are saying. Listen, not all the reviews are positive for everything. Everybody knows that. We even we we get hate mail too. Not enough. We want more. <laughs> I forget what the last hater said. It was like I just like really. Yeah. Well, we'll go back to Anthony Parker, our guest Anthony Parker, who somebody famously was busting his balls that he had a hairy chest and it was coming out of his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with his playing, nothing to do with his content. 
They didn't like his hairy shirt, his hairy chest coming out of his shirt. That's, Not his hairy shirt. That, his hairy if he was wearing shirt. a hairy shirt, then I could see. Yeah, then, then you could, you'd you be could on see that. Why the guy would be a hater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 terribly discouraging sometimes what people say to you. Uh, I think the most hurtful but yet truthful thing somebody ever wrote about one of my videos is you're a very mediocre guitar player. Oh, that's not truthful, but that's And mean. I go, uh, yeah, I'm pretty mediocre, I guess. <laughs> no, no, you're not. No. That's going to be another show, kids. We're going to talk about does, does the internet, the way it is now, and all the fabulous players, six-year-old people that could play uh, Smoke on the Water for real and Eruption, note for note, is that discouraging or helpful to young and up and coming musicians who are trying to learn how to play yeah. guitar? And and we're going to talk about what is that you know where does that fit in the world of artistry and creativity? You know, it's a great topic. And I got to say, you know, in the back of my head, I thought if I'm on the phone, so to speak, with you, we're not we're not doing thirty minutes. We you know we we have too much fun together. <laughs> uh, but this was our first intermezzo show. So Whenever Dave and I talk, we go, that was a show. It's like yeah. it, it was reminiscent of Seinfeld. Like, yeah, we're not really talking about anything specifically, but we're entertaining each other. So we're hoping that maybe you guys will be entertained. But we have yeah. to so so that is our first intermezzo show. Thank you for joining us on Guitar Tales. Dave Cohen and Scott Guitarist this angle for you here for Guitar Tales with Dave Cohen. Who's over there? That guy. Yeah. That guy. Uh, yeah. And I would, as I like to occasionally end our shows, because you know I work the board behind the scenes. I'm trying to work it behind the scenes while I'm trying to talk, which is difficult for me because I, you know, once I get un unfocused, you know, like one of those guys, probably untreated ADHD. Who knows? I would love to play for you, my favorite man of all time, Big Daddy Abel. Take us out, Big Daddy. Bye bye, everyone. I'm number two. I'm number two. No, I was the second. That's right. I was the second one. The second on Guitar Tales, ladies and gentlemen. You're watching it right now. I'm Big Daddy M with the Amish Outlaws. I got to go back to work. Here we go. Tails, watch it!